Hi, and welcome to this week's Three Legs, Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with... Sean. Chris. And joining us this week, we have two special guests who are now about to introduce themselves. Put that drink down, Abby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm Abby. I'm racing in British F1 this year. And I'm Alice Power, who's much better than Abby. (laughs) 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 You're much older as well, so I'm from Oh, <laughs> but which one of you was... So yeah, thank you, uh, Alison Abbey, for, uh, for coming on the show. No worries. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Just which one of you is the most ginger? That's the, that's the question that all our <laughs> listeners want to know. Uh, I'm the most beautiful. Uh, Abby had to dye her hair. Well, she bleached her hair. Now going ginger. So I have to say, Abby, it's not ginger. That's why I listen <laughs> oh no! <I'm> <laughs> no, thanks. Thanks so much for joining us this week. Um, I mean, normally we kick off with um, with a race review, but this is the first time on the show we've had um, not only two guests but two current active drivers as well. Um, I, this is a bit of a first for us, isn't it? It's a major I mean, Alice first. is quite crazy. You know, just get on. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm going to finish your career right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say while while you're still on speaking terms with each other, perhaps you want to um, say what you're uh, what you're up to this coming season, who you're racing for, and um, where we should watch out for you. Okay, so I'll go first because I'm the oldest. Right. Um, <laughs> so I'm racing in, in W Series this year. Um, it was can- the series was cancelled last year due to to COVID, obvious reasons. But this year we're they're back um, even better because we've got eight races supporting Formula One, which includes tracks like Silverstone, the British Grand Prix, Austin and Mexico as well. So eight amazing races, and it's been a long time since I've been in a single seater, um, over a year. So I'm really looking forward to getting back out. Um, as well as the racing, I'll be doing the coaching side, helping this legend. with this legend, apparently, <laughs> who uh, is Mackenzie Cresswell, oh, and then some some geezer called Abby Pulling. <laughs> um, and then I'm racing in British F4, being coached by Alice. Um, and I'm coming back for a second year. I did it last year, and I'm in for the title fight this year. Just, you know, I got experience last year to be a good year, you know, with Alice. I'll be, I'll be more happier with the rounds that she's in there. So what got, what got you both into racing? You both um, you both started in carts and then moved up uh, moved up that way, or anything anything different? Um, yeah, no. So I started in karting when I was around about eight and a half years old. Cadets. Um, which at the time was the lowest form of karting, and then um, moved up through through the ranks and into into cars, into a series called Janetta Juniors when I was about 15. So, um, yeah, it's been, I've been around in motorsport for a lot longer than Abby has. Yeah, we know. As I get reminded every day. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I did go karting as well, and then I did the same. I went in, up into Janetta's. Um, I did that for a short period of time, then... Went went down the single seat route. I mean, Janetta seems to be the um, the the big step after karting. Um, is it only having ever seen one on? Um, I think Project Cars is the one that I've driven one of those in. 
how much of a difference is there between a cart and a single seater? Is that kind of like the midpoint for um, how it goes, or is it is it closer to um, to a sort of modified road car? Because it's one. Um, no, there's, it's one of these series where you hear difference. the name and you don't know what it means. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean like the Janetta it is a race car. It's it is there's a version built for the roads, but it's not quite you know similar. Um, there's a lot more body roll on on the the Ginetta. you know it's a bigger car it's heavier whereas the the single seat is more nimble and, and direct and and it's you know smoother it's nice in my opinion nicer to drive um you know i it suits me and i really enjoy it um yeah i mean you wouldn't see someone driving around in an f4 car you know going around the roundabout and going to the co-op so yeah it's, it's a bit different but i don't know we live on the isle of man so we do see all kinds of weird and wonderful forms of transport over here <laughs> The well, Abbey's from what they see there. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the night we saw John McGuinness on a superbike driving past the end of our road because he'd, um, he decided to take the, take the scenic route when he was doing the TT. That was a strange one. <laughs> we want to go and see yeah, the TT. We, we, we actually spoke. mentioned about it the other day. We have we? spoken about it. Going... We know where to stay then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just want to see the TT as well. We need COVID to go away and then we can yeah, get some exactly. racing. <laughs> If I crane my head out of the, the room uh, that I'm currently in, out of the window, I could just about see the grandstand at start-finish line for the TT races. So, yeah, it's uh, when the racing is going, it's it's really close to, to where we all live, to be honest with you. But I have to say I'm probably closest to the track. Yeah, you definitely yeah, win. <laughs> How many spare rooms have you got, Chris? Uh, two at the moment. <laughs> There may have to be more podcast appearances to pay for your uh, pay for your board and lodging. <laughs> <laughs> so with um, W Series and F4 um, start, starting soon, um, one about roughly W Series is June, isn't it? You're starting in France. That's it. So we head to Paul Ricard. So that's at the end of June. So we've got our official test has been moved from from Valencia which was meant to be at the end of April now at, in the middle of May to Anglesey. So slightly oh, okay. totally different venues. I've never been to Anglesey in my life, believe it or not. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to you. If you get sad, you can drive in the sea. Yeah, if I get upset, I drive in the sea. I can just, you know, drive into the <laughs> sea if I wish. But no, then we, then we head to the Red Bull Ring, which is one, one of the tracks that I can't wait to, to go on, actually. I've, Driven it on the F1 game and R Factor 2 and really looking forward to, to going to, to the Red Bull Ring. Hopefully there'll be crowds there because obviously Max Verstappen, great atmosphere as well. And the British Grand Prix yeah. um, two weeks after that. So the first three races are pretty cool, to be honest. That's great. And Abby, what about the start of your season? When uh, when do you get all kicked off? Yeah, so we've already had the, the media day and... Um, we, we actually have the first uh, like race is, I think, 8th of, 7th of May. Uh, so it's a bit earlier than Alice. And, um, yeah, then after that, it's Snetterton. So there's, there's a big wait after um, in between. It's about a month. And then after that, it, it condenses quite a lot. And I, it, from what my memories, you know, um, yeah, it's going to be, I think, quite a, quite a fun season. You know, I'm not going abroad and... You know, you get to go on holiday like Alice, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a really cool calendar. The um, the BTCC of British F4. Uh, sounds good. Now I know they've been um, I know they've been streaming the British F4 
uh, races live on the on the web before. Do you happen Do you happen to know if they're still doing it this season? Because uh, I suppose we need to watch, really, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> I know it's on ITV, so it was on ITV2 and ITV4 last year. Um, I honestly have no clue if it's on YouTube or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, you know, ITV do some really good coverage of it. Oh, right. In that case, def- definitely watch out for that. So that's, uh, that's one for the UK UK listeners to uh, keep a lookout for. And we'll, uh, we'll definitely share it on the website and on, uh, on future shows as well. Um... Right. Did you both watch the F1 yesterday? That is the next question. We did. We did. We both sat down uh, on the sofa. Each each of 4K, whatever it is. Yeah. (laughs) Luckily, I I like my other half. He likes the uh, nice big TVs as well. So we've saved up. Got a nice big 65-inch TV. So uh, it was luxury. Mm. Right, we're all, coming, that? We're, all, we're all coming around to yours to watch the F1 if you're coming here for the TT in that case. Do you both, <laughs> do, you both do a lot of um, following other series or, or when, once you get into the season, are you very much fixed on your own racing? The only series I don't follow is British F4. Uh, um, <laughs> I'm like, I, it's a gingerbread. I really dislike <laughs> Uh, no, I mean I, I love Formula One, I Formula Two and FIF three as well. Those are, are really good. I've had the chance to commentate on on F two a couple of times for F one World Feed last year. So you know, even then I increased you know my enjoyment really of, of watching Formula Two and, and the feeders feeder series. Obviously, then there's there's British touring cars as well, which the British F four supports. Um, yeah, I just. Follow lots of things really. MotoGP I enjoy, but I don't have BT Sport, so I can't really watch it. I don't know if it's on Trestle TV. I don't think you're going to tell me now that it is. I think someone's I think got I, a highlights I, package. ITV have got the highlights. I can't remember now. who it is. Someone's done a highlights package yeah. for this year. There we go. <laughs> There's half <laughs> half the information again. you were looking for. <laughs> Should probably look that up if we had anything connected to the internet. <laughs> Abby follows other series. Yeah, I try and follow them, but like I'm normally racing on the same weekend, so we'll be in the truck like in our spare time. We'll put something on, and then we'll have to go out for own race. So it'll be hard. it's quite hard to follow it, uh, especially last year again with the really condensed season. Yeah, it was um, it was a bit of a difficult one. Even we were getting burnout. So God knows what the drivers <laughs> and the uh, drivers and the teams must have felt like. Yeah, no, it was. Um... It was a mat last season. Obviously, I wasn't racing. Well, I I did the um, finished off the season in the Jaguar I Pace E Trophy. So we did actually have um, seven races in nine days. That was Oof. really condensed. That was that was pretty busy. Um, we were in this massive hang- hangar in Berlin, that, and at times it was very warm, so we couldn't really go anywhere because we weren't allowed to go out of our paddock or anything. Wow. So, proper condensed that that was there and then obviously it was straight back over to the uk doing the coaching in british formula four so the end of last year was a massive blur to be honest <laughs> it flipping sounds like it <laughs> certainly was yeah how do you <clears throat> how do you cope with um pressure like that how do you manage to sort of get enough headspace to relax when it's all going on or do you just sort of deal with it and you get to the end and go right shoes off feet up forget the world yeah, a little, a little bit like that. I mean, it was so full on. I don't, I don't mind it like that. I enjoy going and doing the coaching. I enjoy going to the tracks. Obviously, I enjoy going racing. I'm, I'm quite enjoy fortunate. Enjoy being with me. Obviously, I enjoy being with, being with me. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I only really started working with Abby this sort of the second half of the British F4 season. So, you know, then it really picked up doing lots of other things uh, with Abby and stuff. So, I just, I, I don't know. I just really enjoy it as well as doing that. I, I work for my dad, labouring. Um, I'm on furlough at the moment because obviously it's no work um, and he's a high risk, so he can't go out. He's got to stay indoors. He's had all his jabs. Um, so actually, it was come Christmas time, it, your body then just literally, I, I just want to sleep. <laughs> my body goes, it's time to rest now. But then I get quite quickly bored, so go out and do stuff again. <laughs> In normal times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> w Series is, uh, is is stepping up, as you said, to be a, a Formula One um, support race uh, this year from, was it, I think it was DTM, wasn't it, in previous years? Does that mean there's going to yeah. get more television coverage on the Sky F1 channels, or are you, are you not sure how the coverage is uh, it'd be distributed for, for W Series yet? Um, no, I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, I'm hoping, obviously, that there's going to be great coverage. Um you know, it had the Channel 4 coverage in the first year in 2019, which went down really well. Fingers crossed that, you know, that continues. I mean, any coverage is, is fantastic. We get onto Sky, Sky F1, that'll be amazing. But because obviously it's, it's F1 support, I'm sure it's going to have plenty of coverage, uh, even more than it did when they had the coverage in, in the first year. You know, I can't remember the figures, but I know there was a lot of, kind of viewers and stuff. I believe it was the second um, most viewed women's sport just behind the football uh, in the UK. So, stuff. yeah, no, it was, it was, it was really good. Oh, that is excellent. I mean, we in the 2019 series, we, we were watching, um, every, I think we watched most of I them. Think we watched didn't just we? about, every, just about every race. And, you know, the, the quality, the quality of racing there was, um, absolutely top notch. No, it, it was, you know, it, it was really competitive. Championship went down um, between Bitesker and Jamie to the wire. I was kind of out, out of the running really after Norris ring. She decided to drive over the top of someone. Not what And then obviously the car issues at, at Norris ring. Um, you know the two DNFs. I was kind of out of the running really, but um, but no, the the racing was was close. The racing was. Fantastic, really. Especially probably my favourite was not just Brands Hatch, but the reverse grid race. It was the test race. Yeah, the reverse grid one. Where there were no points awarded. Was was pretty fun. I did. Um, I, I do remember that. That was um, at out... Assen, I think. Was that one? Was that one at Assen? Assen? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. It was just weird watching cars going around there because that's you just associate that with a bike track. <laughs> yeah, you do. You do. I've never been to Aston before, um, and not many of the tracks W Series I'd been to before actually um, in 2019. But Aston, I love that track; it's one of my favourites. Was was really good, and for reverse grid races, I like it as well. <laughs> Am I right in saying you swap cars as well, so you get drawn to a, a random car each weekend rather than having your set car? Yeah, yeah. We did in 2019, so I'm not sure how they're going to run it this year. Um, whether it's going to be the the same format, um, but you know, that was the really the, what they did in 2019 was just to kind of swap the cars around so you, you didn't have the same car, unless you DNF in... Which Alice liked to do. Which, yeah, I like to do. In the middle. I actually kept the same car for half a year. <laughs> 
it's definitely an interesting way of doing that for um, for a spec series. You know, I suppose it really sort of does level the playing field out, and it comes down to showing the uh, the driver ability rather than you know who's who's got the best engineers, who's got the best um, aero team, who's got the best mechanics. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, I think that's why they did it. Like I said, whether they're going to continue that this year, who knows? But um, no, it was great, great format and. Lots of work to do for the poor liver, livery sticker guys, restickering those cars <laughs> on the weekend. People, but um, no, it was um, yeah a great great way of, of mixing it up and you know a real draw for the series. Yeah, definitely, definitely looking forward to uh, seeing it come back <clears throat> come back this year because, um, like I say, it was it was really close. It was really good to watch. And I mean, that's at the end of the day, that's all you want from racing, isn't it? Just good race. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, and I think it's. I think this year is going to be closer and probably tougher. I'd like to think um, the, the both of those things. Uh, you've got new drivers coming in. I don't know anything or too much about them. I'm not going to go into much detail, but in looking at them, I'm just going to sort of focus on myself anyway. But you're going to have the drivers that are coming back. They're at the front. You've got Whitesker, Jamie, Emma Kimalainen. You've got Marta Garcia as well. That. that all the ones that were sort of kind of top five, top six, you expect to be there again, uh, fighting at the front. So, and who knows what the new kids can do. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to to some tough battles. I know it's going to be probably a lot harder than it was in in, in the first year. No, oh, we'll uh, we'll definitely look forward to that, and we'll be uh, we'll be keeping tabs on you, um, as we will with you, Abby. Who are your who are your major rivals in British F4? Who should we who should we be looking out for this year that you're going to be sailing past at every given opportunity? So um, the, the second year drivers, of course, is who you look at first. Um, there's uh, Roman Blinsky, Matthias Agazetta, and there's another driver that, we, that hasn't signed yet, but he he's also a second year driver looking to do the championship again. So there, them two are, are the ones that have been at the top of the time so far um, uh, in in testing, you know, um, and that's kind of who I'm, you know, aiming to beat, I guess. But I'm not kind of looking. As Toto said in Drive to Survive, not looking too far left and right, you know, focusing on ourselves and um, doing doing the best that we can. And so far in testing, it's been it's been really good actually. You know, we haven't actually topped a timesheet yet, as but you know, it's doing it when it counts. Uh, you know, we've not been far behind and, and kind of out of the blocks, we're always you know there. So always consistently there. So I think consistency-wise, we've kind of been the best so far. Oh, that's great. Now, for um, for anyone that doesn't know, what's the what is the spec round um, F four championship sort of engine size? And is it a um, is it a spec chassis, or do you have to get those? Are they custom made? Um, so it's a Miguel uh, chassis, um, and then it's the Ford it's Ford EcoBoost uh, ZTEC engine, I believe. I don't know. I don't know much more about it. To be honest, I think it's a one point six liter. Um, it's the top speed you hit around. I think. 130 I'm glad you didn't tell you the top speed was faster otherwise you may have had a few questions to answer there <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think you're probably at Thruxton you'll probably get over 130 but no that's, that's what I was saying you, de- no, you definitely I think you've got 135 before with a toe and but yeah, no, it's it's fairly simple. You know, it's you know we don't you know we have our own cars. It's not like W Series where you swap swap cars all the time. So 
I've got my little my little chassis number sixty nine. <laughs> 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 it's treating me well. <laughs> I was just about to ask you to do a Vettel and name the cars, but now you told me the chassis number, I don't think I'd dare. <laughs> <laughs> How would you name your card? I should name it. Probably like, um, I don't even want to know. Oh, I was kind of thinking, um, like short and snappy, like Rooney or something. Rooney? Rooney. Or like, I don't know, something like that. Is that short and snappy, Rooney? <laughs> I don't know, I think like sort of an R. Why is it got to be? But I can't like like Robbie. I don't know. <laughs> Just quick naming it. Well, Joe. <laughs> Joe. That's that doesn't begin with an yeah, but to my middle name, so it's Joe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I'll do them. Oh, look good. Oh no! I'm not going to say it. Um, <laughs> you've heard it here first. <laughs> oh no! Oh, I didn't say that. I can send Abby into the other room and you can get this room. Sean, you looked like you were about to say something and then just got completely <laughs> deflated. Uh, yeah, Abby, I was going to ask, what would you be looking to go on to from F4? What would be the sort of natural progression? And I know there's British F3 as well, but would that be what you would be looking to go on to? Or would you look to go maybe the W Series route? Yeah, so I kind of want to expand, you know, into into Europe. I, I'm, I've not really looked too much into British F3. Um, you know, I've I've obviously done a race in the in the Frecker car uh, last year, which was, you know, it was quite daunting. My first ever time in in a bigger car like that. But, um, you know, ended up doing all right. Um, I think I think that's kind of more the route that, that I'd go. Uh, the the Frecker and you know, obviously the W Series car is the same as the the uh, Formula Regional car, so. Um, yeah, I think that direction, you know, W Series, I think, you know, it's an amazing platform and, and obviously, like you say, it has pretty close racing and I think it's, you know, a really good opportunity on the F1 support as well. So, yeah, the exposure is massive and, um, yeah, that's kind of the, the route that I'm thinking. I think that's what Oscar Piastri did. He went straight from British F4 to the European and he's doing all right. I was going to say, he's, he's, he didn't struggle this weekend, did he, in his <laughs> uh, F2 debut? What what advice would you both give to um, to young drivers just starting out? Because we've got we've got a lot of got a lot of listeners who um, are looking to actually do more than sort of arrive and drive track days. There's a few serious carters that want to move up. Any advice you can give to them? I think they'd um, they'd really appreciate. Um, I, I mean, like when I first started, I was just there for fun. Like it wasn't so serious. And I think as long as you, you keep enjoying it, just you know, keep at it keep trying to improve and go out as much as you can testing. And, uh, you know, that's what I did when I was little, little Abby. And, um, you know, and then once you kind of start, you know, entering, you know, bigger championships and, and it gets kind of a bit more serious, then, um, yeah, just keep kind of doing the same thing. I was still enjoying it. I don't really know what else to say to that. I'm a little, I'm a, I'm a little driver myself. So Alice is the one that is the old one giving me advice. So she can... <laughs> Whether she listens. <laughs> I don't know, I'm Rick Wall sometimes, but <laughs> No, no, you're not too bad. We're being nice to each other now. We need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> you never answered it, mate. <laughs> you were generally asking me the question. Yeah, what advice would you give to you? Oh, people? okay. Uh, same as pretty much what you said, to be honest. Um 
you know, it's unfortunately motorsport is an expensive sport. So if anyone that's you get a lot of young kids that come up at racetracks or with their parents that say, you know, I want my kid wants to have a go karting, wants to be a Formula One driver. It's like, well, take them karting, indoor karting first, because you know some kids might actually not like the driving side of things. Um, if not, there's other routes that they can go down. But the normal route is starting in go karting and, and mixing up there, move, working up through the levels if you can. And then I always say. Janetta Juniors is a good starting point. Obviously, Abby's been there. I've been in Janetta Juniors. And Depends how big bill you, you know you want to pay. Really. Well, yeah, but <laughs> if you want to move into cars, then um, that's sort of the route to go. Mm. And then, depending on whether you would like to do single seaters, you can move across the championships like British F4, which you can do from 15, or you uh, stick out in, in Janettas, and then there's many other options. Yeah, there's Fiesta Junior as well. Yeah. Like that. There's Small lots of different options, really. No, it just it just seems good that I mean the um, the British motorsports thing at the moment. There's <clears throat> plenty of classes out there, and I, I guess it all comes down to the the problem of finding the right budget, getting actually being able to afford to do it. Because you you hear all these stories of drivers that never made it because they didn't have the cash, they didn't have the sponsors, uh, they couldn't afford the repairs. But um, you know, is that something you both had to go through? Sort of finding finding the sponsorship. Yeah, I mean, I it put that sort of put me out of racing really for for four years. So between the years of around about 2014, 2015 until W Series came along, so four or five years, you know, I was out of out of racing. Um, you know, the series now. So if you're going to look for Abby, the next step would be uh, after W Series would be something like FIF three. But to race in top teams in FIF three now, you're looking at anything between. 700,000 euros to a million and wow. then formula two is anything between one and a half to two million obviously the the latter if you're with the uh, you know a front-running team so it's expensive it's uh and obviously unfortunately i don't have i haven't been lucky enough to win the lottery or have a million pounds even though i did i when I spend it, I have no savings left because we're all gone on season F three. But unless you have, you're lucky enough to get the sponsors, for you know, from from a rich, rich and wealthy uh, family, then unfortunately, it's it's difficult. I didn't realise F three cost that much. It's expensive. <laughs> As FIF three, it's um, you know, it's just, the cars are pretty advanced, you know, now compared to let's say, let's say for example, when I did GP. Three, um, when it was back in, in 2012, the budget is considerably higher now. Um, it's difficult. It's, it, it is expensive. The route to, to Formula One is, is money bags, really. It is expensive. And that's why you need the backing of a big team, as you say, from the front, really, because not everybody's got uh, a million pounds lying around or, you know, shoved down the back of their sofa. Exactly. Um you know, but hopefully there's a lot more more teams will start kind of looking down the the lower um, feeder series, if you like, from let's say F4, your regional championship, FI3, F2, um, hopefully be able to give more support to, to those younger drivers that are coming up through that might not necessarily have um, have the budget, but have the talent, if that makes sense. Mm. I mean, I remember George Russell saying that he was on the verge of um, having to give up. Before uh, before Mercedes got in touch with him, and uh, offered to put him on the program, and you know that that could be the level of talent that's being missed out on by 
just not having the cash there for it. Yeah, I mean, it is literally, you know, the talent. Obviously, you need you need to have the talent to, to race as the highest level. Um, you can have the, as much cash as you like, but the talent, you know, will at the end of the day start to shine through. All those in Formula One clearly have the talent. Otherwise, they wouldn't be in Formula One. So, you know, it's it's a tough sport. It's really difficult. It's really difficult. And it's one of those that probably costs, I would say, it's probably one of the most expensive sports in the world for someone like the likes of Abby or myself um, who want to progress to the top. Whereas if you're playing football or something like that, you know, you you, you have the talent. You go out and buy your football boots. You've got the travelling to, to and from your games, etc. Yeah. But there won't be nothing compared to compared to the price of, of racing in in F three or Formula Two. Yeah, I'm just I'm just I'm just stunned. I'm just still stunned by the F three cost. I actually <laughs> thought it was about half that. <laughs> I've just put a real <laughs> whole podcast. This is how expensive. Uh, All right, you've got to stop there, Abby. <laughs> <laughs> Can't afford to carry on with the show like this. Um, right, I suppose we better look back at um, this F1 thing that happened at the weekend that we've kind of been waiting a couple of weeks for. Um, first race of the season back in uh, back in Bahrain, and um, it was uh, it was pretty good, wasn't it? It was an actual decent race. I think normally we always build the first race of the season up to be this sort of big mythical event and then you actually get into it and it ends up being a bit like oh it's back but this lived up to the billing it did battles all battles all the way to the end all the way up and down the grid from 19th right up to first because we yeah, i think it helped there was a load of great unknowns as well wasn't there you know we really didn't know until the saturday of the weekend sort of where the order was where everyone was going to shake out so right from the top to the bottom, we really didn't have a clue. We had an idea, but oh, we, we didn't know we, exactly we, 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 we had a vague idea who was going to finish 20th and how. It's all right. I mean, we, we, do, we do have a new game... Just, just for a little, just for a little bit of history, going back a few years, we used to have um, a feature on the podcast called the Pasta Disaster Predictor. Oh, I already knew it was going in that direction. <laughs> <laughs> and we all... and literally, that was the first thing that I heard in my head. Like, oh no! Right, anyway. So yeah, we we had the Pasta Disaster Predictor, which was when was Pasta Maldonado going to bin it? And I think this season we are probably going to replace it with when will Nikita Mazep spin? It's the, be- oh. it's the best I could come up with at short notice. Yeah. Or oh, Mazaspin. How about that? Mazaspin, yeah. Mazaspin, yeah. The police being called, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. He's actually completed more uh, formation laps than racing laps <laughs> in Formula One. Oh, my God. That's two formation. <laughs> yeah, there was. Yeah, no. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's not a great statistic to have, is it? No, 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 I know. <laughs> It will probably change. Let's be honest. It will probably that it's probably going to swing in his favour quite soon, uh, the other way. But yeah, for <laughs> for your first weekend in the sport, uh, it's probably not what not a statistic you want to hold on to too long. Yeah, no, I, I think yeah. He, I don't know what has he actually said. What he just lost control. I haven't seen anything any on social media. I think but, yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, the hash is not the, the quickest car on the grid, is it? Um, fortunately for them. Schumacher but... also spun. Was it like a yeah, few laps yeah. after the restart? Mick Schumacher spun as well, so we you know, we can't put it all on Nikita Mazepin. Yeah. And I think it was actually it was actually at the same turn as well. I think it was. Uh, I think the both the both went off at turn three, but um, then she... his was a little bit later. Schumacher, yeah, Schumacher's wasn't it? was like a corner after. I think two corners after. Oh, uh, ah, right. I was I was just looking, and the angle looked the same as where Mazepin went off. But um, yeah, the the Haas looks like a difficult car to deal with. It, it doesn't look easy. It doesn't look easy. Um, you know, it's a shame with Haas because a couple of years ago they were sort of looking like you know, especially okay, we're looking at races like Melbourne and stuff where they were fighting. I think in the top kind of six, if I remember rightly, until they didn't do the wheel nuts up. Was <laughs> that two years in a row? Yeah, they've done it quite a lot. That. Um, but no, it's, yes, but you see that with, with teams in Formula 1. A lot of money is being spent um, by teams all up and down the grid, and then you can have some small regulation change or, or something not quite suit suit the design of the car. And, you know, you could say money has been a huge factor for, for Haas in not being able to develop their car, which is something similar that happened with Williams, in all honesty, as well. Yeah, I mean, Jane Haas has already said there's going to be um, no development on the car this season. Which is not getting any no, better, not, is it? <laughs> it's not going to get any better when teams are, are constantly developing. Teams will be designing not next year's car as as well while we while we speak. So, you know, it's um, yeah, that's not good news for, it's for them. Really. It's low because they took on two rookies, so they don't yeah. have that like experience within the team anymore, which I think is also like, makes it quite difficult. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, it yeah, so then the team's not getting the feedback, are they? If the team's not getting the feedback, then they can't make the cars better for the drivers. So it, it is, it's difficult both ways, I suppose, having rookies in the car for the team and the drivers. Yeah, I mean, of course, that they're, they're two experienced drivers. They, they would have learned a lot in Formula 2 in terms of especially tyre management. That is so crucial. In, you see it in, in Formula 2. We saw it in um, Bahrain in, in the Formula 2 sprint race. Uh, sorry, in the feature race in, in, in Formula 2. Um but so I have that experience, but yeah, in terms of actually having experience of racing an entire Grand Prix with various pit stops, etc., they don't have that experience. So I think, you know, it would have been good for Haas to have been able probably to have the option to stick um, stick with uh, an experienced driver, but obviously they, they can um, afford to do that. Yeah, I mean, Absolutely. you know, I don't, I don't know, I don't know how much, um, it was creative editing on Drive to Survive, but basically, you know, with the um, the conversation that uh, Gunter Steiner was having with uh, Gene Haas saying, you know, we need to bring sponsor-, sponsor in as soon as possible, and then the next thing, he's in Germany meeting with One and One, which is obviously the German sponsor that um, they wanted get, a German they driver. wanted a German driver to get Mick Schumacher in the car, and then obviously, you know, with the um, I never know how to pronounce it properly. Uralchem? Uralchem? Not a clue. Mazepin's dad's company. Um, you know, he's obviously putting the money in for that to get uh, to get Nikita Mazepin the drive. And it was a position that sort of caught between a rock and a hard place. And there was, there was nothing they could do about it because maybe they could have kept Grosjean or Magnussen on, but would there have been a team if they hadn't got the money from one of those two backers? 
Yeah, that is a thing, and probably not. There probably wouldn't be a house you could say maybe in Formula One right now. And um, yeah, we'd have an eighteen team grid. Eighteen yeah. team, eighteen eighteen car grid. <laughs> It's been, it's been a, a busy race. It's been a it's been a long day. I've been I've been working on databases all day, so I'm actually on full integers, not pairs. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's an insight into my thrilling life away from this. Uh, shall we move on? Williams next. Um, did anyone see what Latifi did? His car just broke. He came in about the same time as Gasly. With I didn't even know that he broke down. <laughs> I was too busy focusing on the race for the league. Yeah. actually broke down. I fell asleep at like five laps to go as well. Abby did fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, he did. He pitted. I think he pitted about four or five laps. was the most interesting part of the race. <laughs> and then it was a bit I watched you fall asleep. No, it was ten laps. It was like ten laps to go. And then I woke up like two laps to go. I debated whether to wake you up, but I thought I'd just... I, did, I woke up and James said... <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, what did happen to Latifi? I missed the stuff. I don't know. I literally didn't pay attention for the whole race. I think, it's was it something with a sensor with Latifi? It was a something and nothing kind of breakdown. He wasn't... I can, I can remember seeing something. He ran wide at one point, and uh, but I don't think that was... I don't think that was race ending. Yeah, hang on. Um... And he... Let me let me let me have a look. I should I have had something. I think he was a bit of an also took part. Yeah. I don't think he should did anything something stunning. Something from Williams. Um... Uh, pleasantly surprised with the hand- how the handling of the car felt in the race. We're expecting something quite tricky to handle, but it was good. Um, I was getting some oscillations in the engine with power, and it seems we had a suspected boost leak. A boost leak? Mm. The boost leak. I read that, actually. Um, an extra hole so, yeah. in his snail trumpet? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> this is a theory of Chris's. He thinks turbos are snail trumpets. They pretty much are. <laughs> Snail trumpet. <laughs> yeah, they look like snails. Is it because the turbo is a snail? Is that what you're saying? Dude, it's not like cars, well, like the Disney film. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. I know that. That's not in cars, is it? There's a total. I've just got the whole thing about the snail being called turbos because it looks like a turbo. Is it? I haven't seen the film. I haven't seen the film. It's not just me. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got accused of being a heathen for not having seen Cars the other day. Oh no, I've seen Cars. I've, seen cars. I've, not, seen cars. I've not seen Turbo. Oh yeah. right. Oh, in that case, it is just me then. One to watch at the weekend. Yeah. Right, that, that'll be that'll be this weekend when there's nothing better on. <laughs> Um, so yes, Latifi had a boost leak, as it um, as it turns out, and George Russell finished fourteenth, running in the points for a bit, but he was out of sync, out of sync with the pit stops. Um, but Williams are looking like they've got a reliable car for this year, which is good to know. Yeah, it looks like they're going to finally be, you know, not not right at the back all of the time. Uh, it looks like they've passed that baton on to Haas, um, but the uh, it looks like they might be able to mix it up with the back end of the midfield. Possibility of scoring points uh, if the uh, if the race pans out in their favour, should we say? You mean shenanigans? Somebody's got to say. Yeah. It. Somebody's got to say. It. 
Uh, right. Next is Alpine. Ocon in 13th and Alonso, who apparently had to retire because of a sandwich wrapper getting stuck what? in a duct. Is that what caused it? That, that... No, I knew it was but I suppose debris could have been like someone was playing a bit of Mario Kart. Someone, someone was having a... ruin the whole race. Imagine. Imagine it's being a Mazepin sandwich. <laughs> 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 But yeah, apparently it was um, yeah it was a plastic sandwich wrapper that um, <laughs> that got stuck well, that made him retire. Like a world champion, you get taken out your first race back because of a sandwich wrapper. That's a bit yeah. <laughs> oh, well, <that> happened. <laughs> oh yeah. No, that's a bit rubbish. Eh? <laughs> no, that's uh, no. Because I thought Alonso was doing a great job. Yeah, um, you know, mixing it up in the points was it? Uh, in the points for for Alpine. Um, no, it was a real shame, really. Ocon was unlucky as well. Ocon um, was uh, yeah, shunned off by he got, who had he yeah, said he got that he, Yeah, he was then said that Esteban was moving across the track, but actually he just drove through the straight line. <laughs> Apparently, Vettel um, did apologise after the race. He did hold yeah. his hands up, but yeah. An ambitious Fair. blaming. It's like you're looking. Abby's looking at me like going, "How can you defend?" No, I know. I know what you're gonna say. I'm not defending what Vettel did, but it's when in you do moment. some in the moment something like that. When you first like rage about it, it sometimes it's totally different to what actually happened. Yeah, I don't know how to explain it. I get. Anyone I get. Play sport. No, I get what you mean. Or anything, you will understand like. But didn't Senna say it best when he said, if you no longer go for a gap, you're no longer a racing driver? I mean, it's very true. I mean, he, was, he didn't go well, for a gap. For a gap. <laughs> no, he didn't, no. He definitely went for the back of the car and got it a bit wrong. <laughs> He's checking out the race. Yeah. Close inspection. Yeah. Brakes on this Aston Martin are rubbish. <laughs> yeah, not by Yeah, but no, I think Alpine uh, one of a sort of a solid, I guess, first race apart from a bit of a bit rubbish in the brake duck. I mean, what's, the worry? The worrying thing about them is Renault said that they're um, they're committed to F one for eternity. So, how long do we give them before they leave again? Who knows? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 Who knows? <laughs> yeah, it's not like the. I like, I like. I like. You know, I think the more manufacturers you've got on the grid, the better. No, so hopefully they don't. They don't leave. Um, it'd be nice to have Aston Martin come in as in actually mm, yeah. have an Aston Martin engine. That'd I be... think that was going to happen, but then I realised it didn't. Well. No. I mean, maybe they'll maybe they'll buy um, the. The rights to the uh, Mercedes intellectual property and start developing it themselves after the next engine freeze finishes. I do I like to see? I like to see more like engines on the grid and, and stuff. It'd be, I think it'd be. Yeah, like, same here. You see? Yeah, it'd be, it'd, be, it'd be good to have the you know sort of more, yeah more engine manufacturers rather than the sort of limited battles we've got now and teams sharing. Because I mean, for a while it used to be very very odd if two teams were using the same engine. Well, exactly. You've got eighteen teams. Well, or, or, no, nineteen. How have we got? No, nineteen cars. 
Sorry. 20, 20 cars, 10 teams. What have I started? Yeah. <laughs> um, and that isn't her strong point, if you yeah. can't tell. No, yeah. <laughs> like, is it even on <laughs> it? Is, yeah. See? Yeah. Um, you know, you've only got the Ferrari and the Mercedes. Obviously, Honda's going to be departing. Um, so then at the end of that, you only have, what, three, eight, three engines on the grid and across all of those cars. So it'd be nice to see some more. Mm, definitely. Um, I mean, Alfa, Alfa Romeo, which we're, which we've got next, would be a good one to uh, see what the, see what they could do if they end up taking over the whole of the Sauber team and becoming, no, exactly. you know, be, becoming yeah. the Alfa Romeo team, not the Sauber team sponsored by Alfa Romeo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I think Chris, as a former Alfa Romeo owner, you would be probably a bit concerned about uh, the reliability of an Alfa Romeo built thing. I think he's recording. From, he's, he's calling he's from his gone. car. He's he broken down. <laughs> I, I get. I keep getting bits of silence. So I didn't realise that was directed towards me. Sorry. Uh, my my Alfa Romeo sat in the driveway. It's fine. It still works. Ah, this week. Yeah, but it was. Yeah, but it was raining this morning. You better go out and check it. <laughs> it, was, it rust doesn't matter to this guy. It's, it's, it's post two thousand. It's fine. <laughs> Um, might as well talk about Alpha next. Uh, Kimi in eleventh and Giovinazzi in twelfth. Um, solid by both of them, I'd say. Yeah, yeah painfully close to the points. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> solid job by Kimi. Who was getting? Who was he getting quite feisty with that on track? Was it Russell? It might have been George. Yeah, it was George. Yeah, it was, was George. It? Yeah, I thought it was sleep. Yeah, no, you weren't asleep. <laughs> you were going, oh, George. Nice <laughs> um, uh, No, yeah, he was getting quite feisty. He's still got it, is Kimmy. What did he sign he put up? He's been for 20 years. Oh, really? <laughs> He's still here. It's going to be all of us stuck in our houses <laughs> for 20 years. So. Yeah, yeah I, mean, no, I mean, to think Kimmy and Alonso made the debuts at the same race 20 years ago. Oh my god! Around oh, about the I same time, Sonoda was born. <laughs> I think I wasn't even born then. No, I wasn't. I wasn't even thought of. No, you weren't even thought of. We we're going to leave that there. I was eight. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting age jokes going the other way yeah. this week. I like this. <laughs> who's, yeah, the, who's, uh, who's the eldest in this uh, on this podcast? I can neither confirm or deny who that is. I'd be you, Paul, then, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it would be me. I missed being born in the 1960s by two weeks. Oh. I have to say. Yeah, what's the saying? I may be old, but I got to see all the cool bands. There you go. Missed out on Oh, did you say cool bands? Yeah. yeah. What did you say? Bands. bands. No, bands. Bands, bands. B-A-N-D-S. <laughs> yeah. You get on with my dad. He likes his music. What were you... Yeah, but I like my music. No, but I mean, like, music from that time. Oh, God. He's trying not to... That was to very talk. polite. <laughs> that was very, very polite. I didn't know. This, this is Abby trying... You're basically saying he's old. <laughs> and we're back on familiar ground. <laughs> um, 
So anyway, yes, Kimmy, the other old guy. <laughs> yeah, I think he's... Yeah, he had a really good race, didn't he? He did. He had a, he had a good race and shows that he's, even at his age... He still has it. He's still got it. Can teach it. Yeah. Just no, teaching old dog. No, don't even. No, no. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you're supposed to count. He's always had the skills. No, he's a cool driver. I really, I really like him. The fact. I've been mean, going going on going on what Mikasalo said. The um, the Alfa Romeo should be a bit faster this year now that Ferrari are allowed to um, give the engine the what do we say full mm. amount full amount of fuel at the um, at the right flow rate. So I I reckon we'll be seeing them challenging for points pretty often this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd I'd like to see that because obviously we want more, more, more teams. Kimmy. Yeah, we like we like watching Kimmy. Um, like his radio message. What did I see? There was something. He was like, I can't hear you, and then he was like, oh, I can hear you, and then he was replying, so they could hear oh, yeah. each other. They can't hear. Each other. <laughs> they were responding to each other, but apparently they couldn't hear each other. Yeah. <laughs> uh, his radio messages, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, Giovinazzi uh, with Kimmy's obviously experience is, is doing a good job um, finishing just behind him as well. Yeah, I mean he, he's definitely he's definitely picked up so much over the last couple of seasons, and I think he's learnt a lot from Kimmy. And uh, you know, there were times when his future was looking a little bit patchy, but I think he's he's maturing into a good stable driver. And it's it's that problem with F one that there has been for a while. You've got to be instantly fast. You don't have time to mature and develop. And it looks like between Ferrari and the Sauber Alpha Group, they've they've given him the time to do this, and uh, now he's in his third season with the team. Yeah, it's um, no. you know it's showing, it's starting to pay dividends, and you know maybe taking the opposite approach to Red Bull actually does work. <laughs> you could say, yeah, I think he, he's. He's doing a great job, and it, and it be like I said, I, I like seeing more teams challenging for, for the points, um, and hopefully, more teams challenging for the win in the near future. It's nice to see now, that. yeah. It's we're nice. going to see that. This year. I think so. With yeah, McLaren and Ferrari being, being, they were quite quick, weren't they? Yeah, they. I mean, well, you used to look at race the rate, the gaps in the races. You'd think not, but I think still, it was they're closer than probably. I thought it was going to be. I always go at the start of the season, everyone said, oh, we can have a battle. And it never happens. But actually now, I think we could have a nice... There was a race between... There was a really close race between three cars. It was like Alonso, um, Sainz and someone else. Vettel, I think it was. And that was a really... Mm. Yeah, because I remember at one point, Alonso and Vettel were uh, were battling. It's like, oh, it's um, it's like seven, eight years ago all over again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. He was in Ferrari at the time. All three of the drivers were in Ferrari. So that's Sainz, Vettel, and Alonso. They're all Ferrari drivers. Yeah, it's the progression of that seat, isn't it? Alonso got binned for Vettel, and then Vettel got binned for Sainz. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Ferrari made it have like a little photo, like, oh, we've still got three of our drivers now. That met for great publicity. Now, if Mick Schumacher had driven up to join them, there's the next one. There's the, ne- there's the next <laughs> hero. Uh, what have we got next? Aston Martin next on the on the list. Seb in 15th and uh, Lance in 10th. Um, that was a weekend from hell for Vettel, wasn't it? Yeah, hard to not know where he would have been. Wasn't five it really? points in the first race weekend. Yeah, it's not yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> nice. You're only allowed 
Yeah, I mean, uh, what was it? Yeah, yeah. Qualifying, wasn't it? And then, uh, and then the um, obviously <laughs> that put him in that position for the race, which meant he had to fight through from the back. Uh, had he got a qualifying lap in without the uh, yellow flags or you know ignoring them, he might have not had that battle with Ocon, who may have finished in the points with his teammate, but he didn't. No, that's how he got the penalty in qualifying. But then he got a penalty. Wasn't actually yeah. five places because he didn't qualify high enough to get the five full five places, which I, I found funny at the time. Yeah. No, when when he has a bad weekend, he really goes all out and has the worst the worst weekend he can do. You you don't yeah, you don't you don't get much middle ground with him. He's he's not he's not dull. Was Seb not the one that like a few years ago when he was in Red Bull, that both of his front wheels popped off? No. Oh. I think was that <laughs> was that Buemi? That yeah, I think that was yeah. Sebastian Buemi uh, in China, wasn't it? I think. Well, I think it might have been. Yeah, he hit the brakes and both both wheels just flew off into the distance. It is a he's... gift for like every sporting disaster. Amazing. <laughs> it's like it wasn't amazing. It, it just it lives in my head rent free. That must <laughs> <laughs> take up the entire space. It does. It really does. There's not much more going on. <laughs> And then, of course, Lance Stroll in 10th. We've, we've had mixed opinions about Lance Stroll. About, you know, um, is, he, is there more to him than the point and squirt can accelerate, break and do a 90-degree turn and then set off again for the next one kind of driver? To be fair. We've ne- we've, we've now got, we've, I was going to say, we've now got two real drivers on here. Um, what's your opinion on, um, on Lance Stroll? I think he's proven the haters wrong. In like, to be fair, I I was someone that was kind of like, oh, he's bought into it. But then, like, to be fair, I think he's done quite well for himself the last two years, or this year, and then last year. I think he did really well. You know, you can't you can't. He does seem to settle in really yeah. nicely into one, and you know, at this stage, obviously, you can't buy go out and be like, oh, let's chuck loads of tires at it, like you can in, in some of the junior formulas. Um, and, you know, he's got a strong teammate to compare himself against. And, you know, he's been sort of matching. But I you can say this weekend, has, has, he surpassed kind of Vettel in, 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 on track. And, you know, last year, got had, a had a good year. Yeah, he, he got his pole um, last year, his first ever pole last year. And, you know, I think he's really matured as a driver and, and settled into the one quite nicely. So, I mean, the, yeah. you know, it helps with that you have the... Um... Sorry, Paul, go on. I was going to say, the, the main thing that leveled, got levelled at him, um, just sort of taking out all the, bought his way in aside, that um, Baku was just the ideal circuit for him because it was a big square and then a bit of a curvy bit afterwards. And he was making all this time up on the big square bits where it was just gas, brake, turn, gas, mm, brake, turn. are the same. Yeah. But he, he appears to be improving on the technical circuits a lot more now. And... Yeah. He's obviously, Formula 1 is a big step from for any driver and he he did he go from fi did he go from f3 straight up to i think he, he did he? yeah I think, I think it was europe european f3 yeah which he was championing wasn't he i think in f f3 he was did he do f2 he did f2 when did he finish i don't know but i know he didn't no i thought I he went straight that. up i thought he went straight up i hope you're wrong I'll hope you're wrong. I'm sure. <laughs> you're just messed it up. 
<laughs> no, he went straight from F3 to F1. Was he champion oh, hate... the year before Lando Norris? Uh, yeah. yeah, he was champion 2016. And well, I didn't know that. He also finished fifth at the 24 Hours of Daytona that year. That year. I didn't even know that he did Daytona. Nope, me neither. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he, he still had like, he might have bought his way into Formula One through his dad's money, but he he earned his stripes in racing before his dad decided to plow all this money into uh, a seat and then a team, you know, where he was always going to place his place his son anyway. Uh, the, the, I think Lance Stroll, the racing driver, came before Lawrence Stroll, the Formula One investor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he does get a lot of stick, but I think, yeah, it's not easy to drive a Formula One car. And I think he's, you know, proven proven people wrong the last, you know, few few races that he's done, to be fair to him. And and, and we're some of those people, to be honest with you, because when he when he's at Williams, it was a little bit like, who's, who's this guy? What's he doing? Yeah, no, I think I think everyone was kind of like that at the start, though, because, you know, yeah, his dad was a big investor into Williams at the start. But then, yeah, I mean, he... He seems to have, he's, you know, kind of, I think he's got that mindset of wanting to prove people wrong as well, which, you know, fair enough to him. Like, as, you know, as a driver, you can kind of think what they're thinking. And, and obviously he sees what, what what's said online. And I, I'm... Obviously from I what you were saying before as well. I'm assuming his mindset is, I want to go out there and show people that, you know, I'm not just someone that's bought into it. I, you know, I'm, I can, I'm here and I deserve to be here as well. Yeah, and obviously from what you were saying before as well, Alice, with the um, um, the amount of cost that it takes to get to Formula One, having a dad that's a multi-billionaire, you're not going to say no if he wants to, you know, pay for you to go up to, you know, make that next step up. Exactly, he's he's not going to say no, and it, it's some people it takes longer than than time than others, um, and he's obviously fortunate enough to be able to still have the opportunity to be racing, and you can see that now it's it's really helping him. I think qualifying as well has been a big, big progression for him as well. I think it was it the year before last when he he seemed to keep keep getting eliminated in Q one and Perez was always much further ahead. But yeah. he seems to yeah. have he seems to have uh, picked it up now, which will help him a lot. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's 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 something that um, is it something that you um, that you can work on your one lap pace, or is it something that's really hard to get out of bad habits of just doing a sort of one lap one shot qualifier. No, you you can work on it. Obviously, the things that are out of your control really like track conditions, um, traffic, yellow flags. We saw um, the likes of Esteban, you know, who would have definitely got out of into Q2, I would have thought, but unfortunately got held up by, was it Nikita Mazepin? That's after <laughs> I think it was, yeah. Um, so you've got stuff that's out of your control, but in terms of actually pace and dialing into a lap, um, that's something that you can definitely work on and, and master to to get right because you've obviously got just one lap to do it in the instance of Formula One with with the, the soft tyres. Yes, it is. It is a skill and develop that. This, this is one. This is a question that I've always um, I always like to ask drivers as well. I've had a variety of different answers from a variety of different people. How do you go about learning a track? Just send it. <laughs> <laughs> the old no, Colin McRae method of if it don't flat out <laughs> right everyone in our ride racing league watch out for me next Sunday you heard it on here 
You see how we go to a track that she's And I'm just completely screaming to a wall. So you know that's how <laughs> Simulators. Yeah, simulators, yeah, simulators these days are uh, a big massive. one to... You, know, you can get a lot of lot of cool um, content kind of online. Let's say R Factor 2, um, iRacing. You know, the tracks can be pretty good. So that. But in terms of Formula 1, they've got state-of-the-art... Um, you know, laser scanned track and will have incredible set. You know, the car will be pretty much identical to that that's on track. So they were able to sort of learn the track pretty, pretty well. Um, watching on board is another one. Any track notes from, from anyone that, you know, we can get track notes from people. Uh, Abby and I will both write our own sort of track notes of any tracks that you've been to that are new. You can then take over to the track if you sort of go there again. Um, it does actually learning at the track simulator and, and onboards really. It it just it just always amazes me that um, you know you get a you get a, a new track coming into a series and you get drivers on there that they just sort of get in the car and they're instantly quick and it's like you know it's I've always been in awe of this skill and it's like it's just like some superhuman quality. It's um, it's it's definitely got easier with the simulators that are out there and available and, and stuff that's available online now, um, and especially like I said, Formula One, you, you, they've they've got great simulators. They spend a lot of money and put a lot a lot of effort into getting the the track spot on with laser scans and etc. Uh, but for the lower formulas, for example, with myself or or Abby, you know, using just basic, say the R factor, R factor two. Um, some people use a set of Corsa. Some people even use kind of go on iRacing and, and, and learn tracks using that way. So um, that's how I'll be learning the new circuits for me this year. I'll be using R Factor Two. That's the thing <laughs> what I'm going to be using. One of the few racing sims I've not tried. I'm going to have to going to have to give that one a go at some point. No, I quite like it. I quite like R Factor. It's got um, it's got the same car that I'll be using in W Series on there. Um, so you know whether it gives sort of the same feel, but for me it's just going to be learning learning the, the circuits really, um, learn sort of where it goes and using onboards. Um, the team that Abby raced for, they have a really good simulator JHR developments. They've got a sim, so Abby spends a lot of time up there. Even though you know you know the circuits, it's just good to yeah refresh and have a muscle of, memory. Yeah, exactly. Ah, oh, that's. Uh... That is great. I mean, this this is coming from somebody who struggles to learn an oval. <laughs> you should just stick to straight lines. Yeah, drag racing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. virtual drag racing. That's that's the future. Um, right, I suppose we better get back to reviewing the race. Where are we next? Uh, AlphaTauri. Um, Gasly ended up finishing in the pits, classified as seventeenth, and Sonoda finished ninth on his debut. He's a bit quick, isn't he? Abby's a big Sonoda fan, aren't he? So, Sonoda come out of nowhere, like for me. Like, I saw him last year in FT and I was like, oh, where did he come from? Um, And then he, you know, came third in his rookie season. I was really impressed with this. And Alice just finds it funny that I'm. No, I I always go on about him, but I I think he's a really good driver. I think he's a really good driver. I like like him. Quickest in pre-season testing, didn't he? At yeah, Bahrain, yeah. and then he went second quickest in F P two, whatever it was. He did. He did, I know he didn't do as well as he wanted in the race, but I think he's quite good. Oh, I don't. I just 
just wind you up. I mean, but now I think, especially he did an interview. I mean, I don't know any your listeners have Sky Sports F1, but he did an interview after the race uh, on Sky Sports, and it was really good. He seems such a cool guy as well. Yeah, no, I think, and he was so humbled that he was racing the likes of Alonso. He said, "Like I was racing Alonso, and I was like, oh my god, he did racing he Alonso like, like a little kid." In exactly, that's exactly what he looked like. No, I think he. I saw a post, and it was like, I think Yuki is officially the most liked F1 driver. Like you can't hate him. No, I think he did, and it's nice to, to see him racing in F1. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, for a debut weekend, it was fantastic. I think, was it um, Q1 he was running fastest in at some point as well? He was looking really good in Q1. Mm. And Gasly was looking good as well, but... I don't think he put a foot wrong all weekend. What, Gasly or Sonoda? Sonoda. I don't think Sonoda put a foot wrong all weekend. To be fair, he crashed on the first lap, I think. Lost no, the front wing. No, yeah, he lost Gasly. Oh, was it? Oh, it was Gasly, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know then. Yeah, Gasly lost the front wing, and that that kind of ruined everything for him. Yeah, I think it was damage from that that ultimately meant he retired later in the race. Um, quite a bit later in the race. I think it was only about four laps from the end. It was but... it was late enough to be uh, classified. Yeah, I think he had I think he had floor damage or or something else along along those kind of lines, and just yeah, couldn't couldn't make it to the end, unfortunately. I was, um, yeah, I was, that was a bit upset for Gasly because he was he was looking strong again, and he's been great since he went back to Toro Rosso, Alpha Tori, not Red Bull. I'm just, yeah. I'm just waiting to find out what they're going to call themselves for the rest of this season. There's probably another name change in the offing. Gasly going back to to Alpha Tori, so yeah, yeah. that's how you say. It. Um, it was kind of like one of those where the pressure was a lot different for him. Um. Obviously, being in, in Red Bull themselves, the pressure is really immense, and you're up against obviously Max Verstappen. And I think when he went back to to his to Alpha, it was kind of one of those right, right. I'm just going to prove you wrong. The sort of yeah, pressure's off. I was going to say. I'm having this shot, and I'm going to sort of take it and and say this is what you're missing. Yeah, I, that's what I was going to say. It's kind of that again, similar to the Stroll thing, just trying to prove people wrong. I mean, now he's now he's got the first win under his belt, which you know was something that he couldn't couldn't um, couldn't do in a Red Bull for whatever reason, be it pressure, be it the car was not suited to his driving style and more suited to Max's. Um, that's going to be you know that's I think the cork's out now with him, and he's only going to get better. Can't wait to see him in the Alpine next year when um, when they take him on as their uh, their French driver when Ocon's contract's up. <laughs> I'm co- I'm convinced you, you are absolutely sold on that. I am completely sold on the fact that um, Ocon won't be in an Alpine next year, and they will move heaven and earth to get Gasly. There you go. You've heard it here first. <laughs> I'm not convinced. They have some good F2 drivers, Alpine. They do. They were running. Oh, yeah, that is really... first, second, and third. Was it during one of the races? Yeah, they they yeah, logged well. out a podium. Yeah, they... <sighs> Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah, maybe they'll end up with um, a two-team company. Might need it. <laughs> yeah, I think an extra extra two cars on the grid, and they can run their own junior team. Yeah, I like. If it makes if it makes the grid bigger and there's more racing, I'm all in favour of that. Uh, same. I mean, you know, Red Bull have done it. 
and they've got competitive cars. So, so why not? You could say Ferrari have technically done it uh, with uh, with Alfa, the Alfa Romeo. Um, yeah. yeah, Mercedes. Mercedes have kind of kind of done it with last season's racing point. <laughs> yeah, Mercedes, everyone. Um, yeah, so no, it'd be good to see. I'm always up for seeing more cars on the grid. Yeah, as long as it doesn't get to like ridiculously, um, you know, NASCAR levels of sixty starters or something. No. See, I think they should make a new team called AP Racing, and then me and Alex are the drivers. <laughs> well, if you need a title sponsor, we can put our name to it, and I'm sure if our Patreon subscribers dig their hands into the pockets a bit deeper, we'll be sorted. Yeah, come on, guys, don't be so tight now. <laughs> <laughs> And remember, if you want to own your own Formula One team, all you have to do is subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The top tier of five million a year. <laughs> it will take a dint out of the biscuit budget, though. I'm say everyone's faces on the side. You can have your face five million pound a year on the side of. <laughs> I was just going to ask what I'm just going to ask what would it take to get our logo on one of your cars, but I don't I, I don't think I dare. <laughs> To be fair, if I had a, if I was a billionaire, sod it. I'd, yeah, I would get my that. face on the side of that. I'd, I'd get the nice, and I'd put my face on top of them. You know, you see them going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where are we next? Ferrari. Um, Sites eighth on his debut, and Leclerc sixth. That is the strongest all-round Ferrari performance we've seen in. I think I'd short air then. Well, <laughs> I still get excited. Yeah, I'm a big Charles fan. Awesome. This is going to be a bit. This is going to be a bit of a first for us because Leclerc has had a good result, and his biggest <clears throat> fan isn't on the show this week, so we're only going to be nice about him. But yeah, he was good. <laughs> yeah, Lee, who's missing from the show, is a big Charles Leclerc critic. He, I think, critic is yeah. putting it kindly. He's not convinced that Charles Leclerc is the driver. That yeah, yeah. yeah. He's not convinced, isn't he, by Leclerc's speed? I think, you know, I think that year that obviously everyone's going to say, it's his first year in it. 20, 20, 2017 in Ferrari. I think it was 2017. No, when he was with Ferrari. And he, 2019, uh, yeah, it was his first year yeah, in Ferrari. The uh, the Monza victory and the, okay, everyone's saying obviously with the Ferrari's engine, it would be oil, whatever it was going on with it. You know, but I think that's when I was like, wow, this kid is great. I, I like him. I don't know why. Yeah. I think he's good. Neither, neither do we, yeah, to be fair. I don't think we quite know why Lee doesn't like Leclerc. <laughs> well, Lee, Lee's logic is that he, he was only looking good in a Ferrari that A, was cheating, and B, had a broken Sebastian Vettel in it, and that's what made Charles Leclerc look really good. I said, yeah, but you know, you, he won races. You don't win races if you're not a good driver. It doesn't matter what car you're in. And he had a good time at Alpha as well. Um, he did, so yeah. Sauber. Was it still Sauber then? I think it was know, still Sauber. It was still Sauber then. No, so, so I think he's, uh, yeah, he's. I'm looking forward to this Leclerc and Sainz battle because... Yeah, that's going to be good. I think it's a battle. I think they're quite evenly matched. Yeah, I mean, obviously sixth and eighth, Leclerc was nearly sort of 10 seconds down the road from, from him. So, but I'd like to see a close battle between them. I think it's yeah, a very strong showing, really, for Ferrari. 
I think it'll be one of those that's flip flops throughout the season. I think there'll be there'll be races where Leclerc looks like the stronger of the two, and then Signs will have a good run, and then it'll flip flop, and should be a good one. They have said that there's no like number one driver to be fair this year, which I think you know, having two very evenly matched drivers, you can't you can't really before the season place one on top of the other really. No, I think I think if the if they take it that um, whoever's fastest on the day gets the priority, which is something that Ferrari don't tend, haven't tended to do for a long time. Um, but if they, if they take it that way, I think they they can have they can have the best season that they've had for five six years. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Yeah, mix it up. Yeah, you know, I don't. I I think they'll be fight, They'll be fighting for wins at some point. There'll be circuits. There'll be circuits that suit them. There'll be circuits that suit both drivers. Um, maybe maybe a sprint Grand Prix or sprint races. Hopefully, see. I mean that. Yeah, they they should be interesting yeah, when they come in. I think Sil- Silverstone's the first one. Apparently, Silverstone, and they're planning on doing with I hear Monza. They're planning on doing one. Uh, and Brazil is, I think, the last one. Yeah, now, yeah. Now Monza would be a good good one to do to um, not have the qualifying at Monza because that's that's just been an absolute cluster for the last couple of years. Yeah, it has. You know, at least if, but... at least if you're going for a tour, do it in racing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it would be interesting to see. Maybe they could win one of those. Who knows? Yeah, never know. We may we may well get to hear Carlos sing "Smooth Operator" again before much longer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Italian. <laughs> Smooth operator in Italian. If anyone's got a translate, no, don't, don't. No, please don't. No, I've, I've I've had enough of hearing the Rossbergian national anthem played back to me over the last couple of weeks. <laughs> we came up with the national anthem of Rossbergia, which was a mashup of all three national anthems of the countries that Nico Rossberg's raced under their flags. It doesn't sound nice. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> if you if you're lucky, I won't play it for you later. It's probably for the best. Yeah. <laughs> uh, McLaren, another debutant here. Danny Rick finishing seventh, and Lando up to fourth. I like this year's McLaren. It's quick. It does look quick, isn't yeah, it? I, I said that that McLaren are going to have a good race. I made some predictions, and literally two minutes later, predictions happened, which was that Red Bull yeah. are going to have a failure, which happened on half. But yeah, they, the McLarens. I I also predicted we're going to have a good race, and they ended up doing that. So. However, I did say at the start of the road when we all sat there on the sofa and who's going to win? I said I won. I should put a bet on it. I mean, it's not. It's like the odds. I mean, whatever. Yeah, you, <laughs> you, you, you like, like, said for Stappen, and I was like, I, I said if he doesn't have a failure, yeah, we ended up having a failure. it's only in one car. Well, he yeah, slipped in it. The diff. Yeah. Was the... I don't know. But anyway, I'm totally off subject. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, welcome to the show. I said you'd fit right in. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the McLaren looks good. Um, Danny appears to be getting to grips with it fairly quickly. Um, he does? I mean, it's the, it's the first time that um, he's driven a Mercedes, I do believe. Ah, yeah. Yeah. I think so. First time he's raced, yeah. Yeah. Would have. No, I think we're going to have an interesting sort of battle. I think there was an again on Sky F1. Lando did a uh, post-race interview 
yeah. uh, with Karun and Karun asked him, um, you know, who is there a, like a rivalry and who's going to sort of be the number one? And Lando answered it really well and was kind of like, obviously, yeah. you, you want to beat your teammate, but you just want to get quite the grid. And I think there will be that sort of where they really do push each other um, throughout the season. And obviously, we know Danny Rick can be so fast. So I'm looking forward to see how that inter-team battle sort of pans out. Yeah, I think there's going to there's going to be quite a quite a good one there between them two this year, and you know we've we've seen the the both fast, and now they've got a, now they've got a good car behind them. Um, you know, I think we might see a McLaren win a race this year. Couldn't tell you which one of them it's going to be, but I think I think we'll see a McLaren on the top step at some point. It'd be good to see. I mean, it'd be great to see Bando win, but. It'd be awesome to see Danny Rick. Yeah, after, you know, win again. Yeah, win again. Either of them would be fantastic. It would be see the uh, shoey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, the team that Danny got all his sh- did all his shoeys with Red Bull. Um, I thought we'll we'll do we'll do the top two teams at the same time. I reckon because there's overlap. Uh, isn't there was there? overlap, and there was nothing to separate Lewis and Max at the end of the race. Except track limits. Well, yes. <laughs> now, uh, now again, this is this is great with having you two on here. What are your thoughts on the whole track limits situation? Well, Abby can't comment on about the race because she was asleep. <laughs> I saw it. Um, I love track. How <laughs> your tracks like let's say Brands Hatch GP, um, Zolder, those sort of kind of tracks, um, your Imola, places like that. Yeah, chuck Magello in, into that, where you know where the track limit is because if you go too far over, you are in the gravel. Yeah. And I think you know it should go. I'd love to see the more tracks on the calendar or, or tracks sort of try and change stuff like this. Where okay, if you go over, you are going to end up in the gravel or you know, shouting out to sort of Jonathan Palmer here um, with his his MSV circuits that he has in the UK. So your likes of Snetterton, Brands, um, Alton Park, um, those mm-hmm. sort of circuits. Donington is, is his now. Um, he has track limit sensors. So if you do go over, you will set the sensor off. And I think if there's a rule about track limits, it should be police. police. Um, it clearly wasn't really being policed in terms of, let's say, Lewis taking advantage of it during the race. I think, what did you say, Abby? You just read some somewhere before we started. He went off 20... Oh, what? Was it Bottas or Hamilton? Hamilton, Hamilton went off 29 times in the race. That is yeah. nuts. Yeah. He did get a warning for it. He did get... Um... A radio message saying not to do it, but by that time he'd already used it twenty nine times. So are they going to police it or are they not policing it? Why well, exactly. do they start policing it halfway through the race? Using Abby's championship as an example, if that was British Formula Four at let's say Brands Hatch or even at Silverstone, like the Cops Corner, you can abuse. They have someone there. It's judge of facts compared to a sensor um, Silverstone, but you the drivers get told, okay, you get. Two, two times, start of the race, there's no track limits, two times um, after that, and then you get a warning, and then, then you will get a five-second penalty, then a ten-second. So, yeah, even if they're implying it or, or having enforcing it in the lower formulas, 
there's no reason why they can't sort of enforce it in Formula One. Um, you know, I, I get why that particular corner that they can't have track limit sensors, but, you know, you've got enough people that, that will be can be there to watch and I'll be a judge of fact and say, okay, this person's gone off this amount of times. We need to give them a, a warning. If not, you'll start getting... I think the rule needs to be a bit clearer. I was going to say, I think that the penalty to Verstappen was just because he overtook off the track, but then if he got the penalty for that, he Hamilton should have also got a five-second penalty for going off the track prior, if that makes sense. Yeah, because I think Max... To make it yeah. fair, Rebel said to Max, right, uh, Hamilton's been going off at... at Whatever turn, I can't remember the turn name. Turn four, I think. Um, so you can do it, and Max was even like, but that's track limits. Yeah, yeah. So why has he not got a And penalty? then Hamilton at the end of the race was like, I don't know why I got a warning, because I was doing it the whole race, and then Bono was like, I don't think that's something you should admit. And he said that. <laughs> so it's, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's maybe maybe Lewis was jealous that he um, didn't get to do the squirrel at the end of last season, so he was trying... He kept um, thinking maybe I'll have a run at it this time because that, that's the turn that you go onto the outer loop for. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe just got confused every time he went down. He's like, do I, do, where do I go? <laughs> <laughs> Alice, have you ever been to a race meeting where they changed the track limits halfway through the weekend or through a, a session? Ever? Um, I don't, I've been at race weekends where they have... Um, put yellow the yellow like sausage massive curbs yeah and you've gone out for a session someone's told me and then you go out and you're, well, they are right near the edge but i've never had it yeah. that's to stop people using track limits they've just drilled in loads of curbs halfway through the day so just fly away so if you take just, them yeah you just fly if you take them abuse them but i've never had it where they, they've changed it i don't not that i can think of through a race weekend um but no. over, over here in the uk you get you can't really abuse track limits you anyway can't. because a lot you would just circuits. be on the grass. And so, even yeah. then, at a race event, let's say there it's are you get judge of fact at, at cops. So. And there are sensors as well for a Yeah, in, in the MSB circuit. Yeah, it just seems to me that it's the FIA here who are the real you know villains who should have the fingers pointed at them because uh, all through, uh, you know, through your, your, from what you're telling us and from all the evidence that I'm reading elsewhere. Everywhere in the lower formulas, uh, it gets policed quite strict. But then you get to the top echelons of the sport, and then all of a sudden, oh, we'll just uh, we'll change it between this session and that session, and then maybe we're halfway through the race. It just seems a very strange thing to do. Yeah, I, I totally, I totally agree. I'd like to see it be, and I'm sure the rest of the drivers on the grid, for example, Max. I'm sure he. He's probably going, well, how the hell can Hamilton do it for, you know, all those number of laps? He was shocked on the radio when, when his engineer told him. I'm sure he would be one that's saying, well, we need a, a much clearer rule, and if you do abuse it, you should get a penalty. So, yeah. you, Imola, you can't really abuse it too much at Imola, so I think we all right there. <laughs> I think the, I think the best the best description I've heard about um, keeping within track limits I can't even remember who said it was um, but it was you wouldn't do it at Monaco. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. exactly. You hundred percent would not do it at Monaco. So <laughs> yeah, basically every circuit just needs a metal barrier right next all the way. Like, Sounds safe. It. It's amazing. <laughs> 
Every- yeah, that's Martin Brundle's thing, isn't it? Martin Brundle says that. But, you know, they wouldn't do it if the barrier was there, so they shouldn't do it anyway. Yeah, get get everyone to do a lap around the TT course as part of the uh, part of the super license qualification. You know, you, you go outside yeah. tra- go outside track limits day. You're in somebody's living room. So on to the on to the performances now. Perez in fifth did his usual um, for Bahrain as it's become over the last uh, last two races around this configuration. Start at the back and then work his way up. Didn't quite get the win this time, but um, from from the pit lane to fifth place, he got driver of the day, and you can't really argue with that performance. No, it makes you wonder what he would have done, doesn't it? You know, had he not had that failure on the formation lap, where would he actually have been in the race? Because that was a stunning drive. It, it was. It's uh, he likes doing that, doesn't he? Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say, um, but no, yeah, like you said, who knows where he, that, that Red Bull looks fast? You know, looks good. Um, didn't have the greatest of qualifyings, must be said, did Perez, But you know, he he came back. Through after a failure, whatever it was, I don't know, it sorted itself, it seems. Um, but no, that's another one that, you know, I was really intrigued to see how he'd get on. Not a great qualifying, as I mentioned, but looking forward to seeing him, seeing him through the rest of the season. And I'd just love to see him chucked up there and have, you know, a four-way fight, you could say, if Bottas, you know, he was quite a way behind Hamilton, Bottas was, but it'd be nice to see if he could even close that gap. Bottas would finish 37 seconds off the lead i know he pitted again yeah the pit no but the pit remember he lost eight seconds in that see front right yeah and he pitted an extra one to get past that i presume uh yeah he did he came he came in um penultimate lap to uh get get his last remaining fresh set of tires sean's just headbutting microphones on the way back from the kitchen (laughs) (laughs) yeah um, but yeah, I mean, do we find um, do we find Bottas the house... had a free pit stop back to Norris to neither get the gap was so big. Yeah, yeah, I think um, I think he came out and he was still eight seconds clear. But I mean, with Perez, are we actually going to see someone who isn't Max be able to tame the second Red Bull car? I think um, Perez is, you know, he's been in F one for quite a while now. I think he's very experienced. I think he he, oh, I hope he'll be able to get closer than everyone else. I think he is out of the last two drivers that have been in it, you know, with his experience again, he's the one that's most likely to be able to, to you know, be on Max's tail. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a tricky it's a tricky seat. It's it's the ultimate poison chalice in F one. Well, that and Ferrari team principle. But once he actually got going yesterday, he looked the business. Yeah, he fought his way back through the field really well. Seemed to get on really well with the car. So hopefully, better qualifying. No drama on the parade lap, and he'll be up there. Yeah. So next we have Bottas in third. Now, what num- what version number Bottas are we on to now? Because he, he was he was two point oh last season. Does this make him two two point one three point oh seven probably by now? I've lost count. Six point six six. The Bottas of the beast. Something like that. <laughs> um. I mean, he was the second fastest Mercedes again. Um, I don't know. I don't know where he was. I don't know where he was losing time. Um, 
you know, all all the claims from other people, other people at the start of the year. Oh, this is his year. This is going to be his, this is going to be his year to do it. Um, I mean, all right, Hamilton's not normally that quick out the blocks, but by God, he was this time. And I think, unfortunately for Valtteri, it's another season of him being the wingman. You I know. hope not. I mean, I'd like to see him. I think he is a good driver. Um, like I said, everyone in Formula One, they're there for obviously you get some that are there, they've got money, but they're there as well because they are good drivers. They wouldn't be there if they weren't. Um, but yeah, I'd like to see him. I really just hope that he can close that gap to Lewis for whatever reason. I don't know what happened in the race. Uh, obviously, as Abby mentioned, that he had that, that penalty, but for some reason he just couldn't close that gap. And I don't know why, and it really frustrates me because I just want to see him yeah. do well. I want to see him. I mean, having Perez, if you chuck, imagine a, a four-way scrap between the you know Mercedes and the Red Bulls. Four, four, obviously four cars fighting the wind. So that's probably one of the main reasons why I'd love to see him sort of close the gap as well. After watching yeah, the, um, I gained so much respect for Bottas to like understand like what his mindset is, and yeah, just watching that, I was like, he's like. It means the business. He just needs to, I don't know, try and try and extract it all for himself. Yeah, and if we can have less sauna shots next year as well, please. <laughs> <laughs> um. So then we get on to then we get on to the top two. Um. That was the that was the closest race we've had in a while. I was stood up at the end of the race. I don't stand up <laughs> off the couch <laughs> for the end of the race very often. I was stood up. I was that excited. I was out of it. <laughs> Contrasting takes Abby there. Abby was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> sleep. Yeah, be tired another time. It was exciting. Um, oh, it was seven tenths or something. The gap. Yeah. Um, I saw that part. Yeah, you saw the end. Um, but no, I mean, Max, did he, he did overtake off track, and I think he probably would have ended up getting a penalty. Um, Christian Horner said that he, they got the call from the, the FIA to, to let him back through, so he sort of had no choice to do it. But it would have been nice to have seen a real, so lots of defending going on on that last lap, but that's just me now sounding like, oh, wanting more. When actually, it was a really thrilling end to the race um, and super exciting. And and I just hope that there's more to come. And if it hadn't been for Perez's um, steering wheel or power conking out, we'd have had an extra lap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> Denied. Oh, blame Perez. <laughs> yeah, so, somebody um, somebody sent that to me today. I think it's already been posted on Formula Dank on Reddit. <laughs> but I mean, that that was just one hell of a way to start the season. It was a great. It was a really good way to start. And I just hope that you know the likes, likes of, well, sorry, the likes of like Imola and Monza and all these other great circuits that we've got coming up can sort of. Bring even better racing. Mm, definitely. Uh, right. What we normally do at the end of a race, and we're not going to we're not going to change it for this year. Is um, it, we used to call it heroes and villains of the weekend. However, in honour of Gunter Steiner, it's been renamed to rock stars and wankers. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, okay. 
This weekend's rock. This weekend's rock stars. Um, Perez definitely. Yeah. Um, whoever came up with the uh, regulations for this year for the Aero, for closer racing. Yeah. That's Sonoda for awesome debut. Oh, definitely, yeah. yeah. Definitely Yuki Sonoda. Nice. I think he did a good job. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh... Yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a few uh, some fans at the circuit as well, so that's that's a positive. Except Can we for call the... whoever let the fans in rock stars. Yeah, I think so. Except for the one who had the sandwich. I was going to say, I'm moving on, <laughs> moving on, moving on to wankers. The inadvertent wanker was the sandwich owner. <laughs> yeah, who's that? Yeah, who's that? Well, she should. <laughs> um, track limits. Oh yes, we'll go. For, we'll go for definite wanker this time. Also, yeah. more so race direction. Yeah, not not the track limits itself. The race direction, I think, more than anything, uh, choosing to pick uh, pick and choose when they're going to police it was the was the real poor move. Yeah. Uh, I think on their part, they should have been policed the whole time or not at all. Yeah, check your steering wheel. Yeah. <laughs> steering wheel, and then the the sandwich wrapper. We've already said that needs to be thrown into that. Yeah, I'm not gonna put I'm not gonna put Mazepin in there because it's his debut. That's a bit too harsh. It, yeah, <laughs> it, it's his debut. The car's gonna be a bit crap. Um, he's gonna struggle. However, I reserve the right to dr- dump him into the wanker category in future races if he does constantly spin. Okay. Oh, Bottas' uh, wheel gun. Oh you yes. Put in there for falling asleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah Abby, honorary, wanker, honorary wanker, and I've never called a guest that before. It's, it's a huge honour. <laughs> in that, in that case, well, Al, in that case, Alice, honorary rock star for nominating Abby. <laughs> oh, this is how we're going to be ranked for the rest of our life. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, fam- oh, yeah, amazing, amazing way to start the season, and. Um, I'm glad we've got... If the racing's going to be that quality all year, I'm glad we've got 23 races this season. Let's hope that we've not really reached our peak. I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hope we really have peaked early. Yeah, the only thing I'm gutted about is three weeks until the next one. It's a long wait. It, particularly compared oh, to last going year. category for making us all feel depressed. I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to be asleep, so I was sleeping. <laughs> um... Right, Lee's not here this week. Who normally does the turtle turtle shunt? Oh, are you going to quiz us? But I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to quiz you all. Right, for um, an explainer is needed. An explainer is needed for uh, for the benefit of Team AP. See, I do read your tweets. Um, what we have is it's a it's a quiz. It's about something related to motor racing, usually Formula One, but not always. Uh, there are there are ten questions. Um, these, these have been sent in by listening. Ten questions, uh, well, ten clues to the thing. And we usually get a guess after clue three, clue six, and clue ten. So okay. you've got to see if you can um, if you can guess what it is. Uh, this was sent in to me by Paul Carter in New Zealand. So I think as well, just for a bit more background, it's not always a person. It's, it's not... been a team. It's been fictional. It was Herbie. It was Herbie last week. 
It's been Helmut Marko's Glass Eye, one of the all-time classics of Who's a Total Shunt. Um, so yeah, it could be anything. It, it could literally be anything. So, and okay. Paul Paul has this written down in front of him, but me and Chris can't see it, so we will also be playing along, and probably not be any help. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> Clue number one: I was conceived. Oh, what? In 1996. Christ. Definitely wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really detailed <laughs> start. Rules me out as well. Uh, second clue. Steve Nichols had the original idea and I was approved by Paddy Lowe. Alright, this is the thing then. And I appeared in five Grand Prix. What is that? I appeared in five Grand Prix. What, like five Grand Prix or just five? What? I, I appear, the clue is I appeared in five Grand Prix. Five, I think it's five different races. Um, so, I need your first guess. Oh God! Is it? A, it could be a team. What? What is that? Like short-lived teams? No, oh, it's not going to be a team. Chris, are you still there? You're good at. <laughs> Oh, wait, no, it's not going to be a song. <laughs> no, no, right, okay. No, because, like, a dog's ran into, like, shop before, hasn't it? Five times, but it wasn't been conceived in 1960, would it? Um... Was it... Yeah, 19- oh, you are back. That's good. 1996. 1996. Yeah. Or 1996? Yeah. I have no it- idea. Chris, were you... Had you disappeared for the, the clues? Has he disappeared again? Oh, God. <laughs> he's gone. Oh, oh he's back. He's back. He's back on the chat. Yeah, I was here for the clues. I good, heard the clues. Uh, Paddy Lowe in the mid-90s is going to be is going to be Williams, possibly, before he moved to McLaren. Be something from a Williams car, I think, possibly. I, I was thinking it's got to be something was, from a Yeah, Williams wait, what's, this, is it, what's the second clue again? Uh, is it that... Steve Nichols had the original idea, and I was approved by Paddy Lowe. Is that is it the did Williams do the turbo car thing like with the like massive just jet on the back? Uh, oh, I can't remember. One. I mean, I don't know. We we still we still have another seven clues, so you yeah, don't, you we're going to need give us some. An answer now. All right, clue number four. I once gave Adrian Newey much concern during a race. Um, Stood and silence. Yeah, okay, that could have been anything. <laughs> yeah. Clue five. I made my F1 debut at the A1 ring in 1997. So that's what is now Red Bull ring. Yes. And clue six. Cryptic, but I was a glowing success. Christ. Okay, well, the Red Bull ring, was as the A1 ring as it was then, came back into Formula One in 97 um, after its original layout in the 80s so it would be the 97 austrian grand prix uh which i have very little memory <laughs> no help in this i i was not born no 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 uh, 40, what's it gonna be 
it's going to be something technical on the car. Glowing success, I, mean, I feel, is is. I don't think it's just just sort of. Oh, it was good glowing. I think this uh, might be something that actually lit up. <laughs> Two kids, that was a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> that was a joke. This was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, he was Lightning McQueen. You know, he has like sticky. Won't be active suspension because that was before, no. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah that it was, was early ninety-three-ish. Is it something to do break? Could be a glowing break. Breaks glow. Yeah. It's the only thing I can think of is is ceramic brake discs. Oh, yeah, brake discs. And that would be a cause of concern, potentially. Eh? I, I, I did something useful there, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, next. Um, we've got four clues left. At the first race of the 1998 season, I helped two drivers lap the entire field. I don't think it's brakes. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to use them. Uh, clue number eight. Although previously been passed fit to race by Charlie Whiting, the stewards at the 1998 Brazilian Grand Prix ruled me illegal, ending my brief F1 career. Oh, I feel like I know, I feel like I know something. I don't. I can't think of anything that was illegal no. in, in, in 1997, 98. Clue nine, clue 9 might help. I was David's fourth, but only Mika's third. So it's something McLaren-y. Assuming David is Coulthard and obviously Mika yeah. is Hakkinen. And clue 10, the final clue. There is no spaffer this week. Oh, no. I was revealed to the world by photographer Darren Heath, much to the annoyance of Ron Dennis. Oh, is this the double brake pedal? I am McLaren's extra brake pedal. Yay. <laughs> oh, there you go. Well done, Sean. Thank that was, you. That was spot on. That was very, yeah, because... This is... Heard about McLaren it. had a, yeah, a double <laughs> no. brake, which is weird. Hey, guys. I'm Pippa. <laughs> <laughs> And the reason it was David's fourth was Coulthard was still using a foot clutch. Oh. Oh, very good. Very retro. So had the had the fourth pedal on there. Um Paul, that was a that was a brilliant one. You got everyone right to the end. <laughs> that is great. You did. That was very good. If you want to send in a total shunt for future use, um you normally send them to Lee and you can get those to him by sending a direct message on Instagram or Twitter to at a total shunt. Or if you want to put one on the reserve list for weeks when Lee's not here, which, funnily enough, Alonso had a bad result this weekend and Lee's mysteriously gone missing. I, I, don't, know, I don't know if these facts are linked, but you can email them to... And Charles Leclerc did well, and he's not here either. So, you know, I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying that... You know, Lee's not here. And his local supermarket got a fresh delivery of um, Nine Crimes wine at the weekend, but we still don't know why Lee's not here. <laughs> um, you can email them to uh, email them to me, and I'll get them at threelegsfourwheels at gmail.com. Um, you can use that email address as well if you want to get in touch with the show for um, any reason whatsoever. And we're also on the socials at threelegsfourwheels on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to get the show a little bit early, you can subscribe to our Patreon. We'll do more of the special Patreon shows once lockdown's over and the world's getting a little bit back to normal, more normal, so you get to hear us 
to waffle for an extra half hour on anything that isn't F1. Uh, but you can subscribe from $1, £1 or €1 Euro a month at um, patreon.com slash three legs four wheels. Or if you want to subscribe for five million a year, you <laughs> will get your name on the three legs four wheels t- team AP F1 car in the future. Isn't that right? That is right. You know, you said we could ask some questions. Yeah, we have questions. Yeah, of course. Question. Well, I, I asked. I asked to ask it. You want to ask? No, me? you ask it. Okay. No, no, no. Right. I, no, I'm. Go- I'm going to answer it before you do. Have you ever seen the flag of the Isle of Man? Yes. Yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> Was that the question you were going to ask? It is the most frequently asked question we get. <laughs> I think you just answered your own question. It's three legs four. Oh, oh. Okay, before we got on, I, I was like, why is it called three legs? <laughs> well. It's the flag. Yeah. Originally, we thought that maybe nobody outside the Isle of Man is actually going to listen to a few friends sat around talking about Formula One. But but the first few emails we got in after like the first few shows were like from the US. We had emails from Thailand, and it was too late then. We turned around, we we made a mistake with the name of the show. It's just like, well, we can't change it now. <laughs> yeah, I've just I've just read out a quiz that was sent in by somebody from New Zealand. Do their eyes? So it's like it looks like it's got three legs and it still didn't click. So, I'm... <laughs> but yeah, that's why Abby goes. When the lights go out, do I go? Because you'll be there going, do I go now? At least I don't drive people. Okay. <laughs> not yet, love. How, yes. how, how did I know not you were going to ask yet. that? <laughs> Um, oh. Where was where was I? Yeah. Oh yeah. Individual twitters. Oh, yes. um, at Sean Cowper. I don't even know. Uh, at Flood Twenty One. I'm at Pablo One Hundred. Lee, of course, is at a total shunt. And Alice and Abby, your um, your Twitter, Twitter handles, if people want to get in touch. Mine's at Abby Pulling with no e. Yeah, because Abby is spelt wrong. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'm at Alice Powell. That's great. I'll share. Um, I'll share links to those on the um, on the website as well. And um, we're definitely going to both be uh, looking out for you both all this season. Um, wish you nothing but looking all the all the races that you got coming up. And it would be great if you two could come on again and give us um, give us a report on how things are going in a couple of months down the line. Yeah, oh, sounds good. If we're still here, <laughs> I just like driven over the field. <laughs> Yeah, if you still if you're still gonna say if you haven't throttled each other here. If you're still on speaking terms, if not, we'll make sure we get you on two separate shows. Okay. That sounds a plan. I don't want to be a show that I don't want to be on the same one as her anyway. We started this way, the show is ending this way. Thanks, thanks to Abby and Alice for uh, for joining us this week. It's been uh, it's been really great having you on, and uh, thanks everyone for listening. Stay safe, and we'll see you next week with God knows what something. We'll find something to talk about. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Bye.